Hey, family. I'm Joanna. I'm Shannon. I'm Katie. And And we're we're just Ordinary Catholics. Welcome, everybody. We hope your Advent season is going well. So just a disclaimer before we start this episode, we're recording this in the beginning of December, and the saint we're going to talk about today, his day has not happened yet for us, but when you're listening to this, it will have already happened. So just a little disclaimer before we start, and maybe that's a hint to who we're talking about today. Welcome to the third week of Advent. Joy. Hooray. Rose. Just a Gaudate. <laughs> Gaudate Sunday. Yes, and we, we can't let this whole season go by without mentioning one of its most popular saints, St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we got some new equipment and I'm having too much fun playing with it. St. <laughs> Nicholas is the patron saint of children, sailors, fishermen, merchants, broadcasters oh that's kind of us that's kind of us uh the falsely accused repentant thieves unmarried people and a bunch of cities and countries too of cities and countries i think the list goes on further than that too way too many to write i just took the cool ones so while we're in the third week of advent now when you're listening to this his saint day is actually on december 6th So it has already happened. He's kind of referenced throughout this season. If you did not celebrate on December 6th, take notes and put them in your 2021 calendar so you can celebrate next year. Yeah. So Nicholas of Bari, or Nicholas of Myra, was born in a place called Lycia, which is also Turkey nowadays. And he was born in the year 280. That was a long time ago. Oh, for sure. A very long time ago. Well, he was an actual real-life person, and he was alive during the really, really early days of the church. We don't have a lot of recorded history on him. So some of what we're going to be saying is fact, but most of what we're going to be saying is tradition passed down. Yeah, or legend. Mm -hmm. Actually, I did hear of a... I think this is more recent, but there was a church here in America who claimed to have a relic of his, and some scientists, you know, did the science on, it was a hip bone, I think. Yes, I read about that. And confirmed that it, like, came from the time and place of St. Nicholas, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So we do know he was a real person. But he eventually became a bishop, and I'm fairly certain that he was kind of young for a bishop. He was... um, ordained a bishop pretty young, pretty early in his life. Uh, But he lived in a time when Christianity was still very new. It was a new thing. The church was still kind of putting down roots and all that. He came from a pretty wealthy family. Uh, His parents died when he was uh, pretty young. They don't really specify how young he was, but he used his inheritance to help the poor. Which is pretty cool. Like, I mean, he's kind of like Batman, I guess, in a way. He lost his parents, came into a bunch of money, except he didn't use it to, like, build himself a cool cave and buy a fancy crime-fighting car. Who knows? That part's not written, but maybe he already had a cool cave. Oh, this is true. Maybe he did. (laughs) One of the most popular legends is the story with the shoes that has continued on the tradition of St. Nicholas Day today. So because the church was still new at the time, 
under the reign of Diocletian. Diocletian, thank you. I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> How to pronounce Diocletian. Exactly. <laughs> so the Christians were persecuted and imprisoned, and, and so much so that there wasn't even room in the prisons for like actual ne'er-do-wells. Mm-hmm like robbers and thieves and murderers. And it w- the prisons were so full of bishops and priests because Christianity was so, so yeah. rebellious, such an outlaw. Well, remember back then, Romans were mostly polytheists. Po- polytheism? <laughs> yeah, polytheist. That sounds right. Okay. They worshipped multiple gods. So the fact that people were trying to take away that idol worship and say no 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 this is there's one god but also three in one (laughs) right only to make it more confusing (laughs) so it's pretty scary i think for the romans and and they acted in anger and not christian (laughs) i'm gonna throw you in jail (laughs) eventually constantine emperor constantine came to rule and he released all of the imprisoned Christians. And then he organized this council, which St. Nicholas was a part of, the first council of Nicaea. Nicaea. Which, fun fact, we have two types of creeds. Yeah, does that sound familiar? Yeah. Nicaea? Should sound like the Nicene Creed. Oh, wow. What? what? Yeah, so that's this is the council where the Nicene Creed was written, and the Nicene Creed... Is a little bit longer than the Apostles' Creed, and it just features more clarification on certain points of of Catholic belief. But this assembly took place in the year 325, and it resulted in the first widely accepted Christian doctrine. Yeah, a lot of bishops from all different understandings of Christianity came in and just kind of defined what the belief of being a Christian is, including that the relationship of God the Son as being Jesus and his and Jesus's relationship to God the Father and the Trinity. Yeah, this actually I think is going to lead into one of my dad's favorite stories about St. Nicholas. The story goes that one of the early theologians, Arius, was trying to say that Jesus was not equal to God the Father and St. Nicholas felt very passionate about this because he felt that it was wrong. Because yeah, we the know whole belief system right, would be different. Because we know that Jesus and the Spirit and the Father are three in one and they're all equal. And Arius was saying that they weren't equal. And so St. Nicholas got so upset that he just punched him in the face. So I've seen like a bunch of like memes on Facebook and stuff that say like St. Nicholas, known for bringing kids toys and punching heretics in the face. Yeah, because then it was determined by all of the rest of the bishops that Arius's view was actually heresy. Right. Oh. So, what is heresy? Shall we ask our friend? Obviously. Hey Siri, define heresy. Heresy means belief or opinion contrary to Orthodox religious, especially Christian doctrine. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Siri. Of course. So one of the good things that Constantine did was let all the Christians out of jail. However, one of the less popular things was the taxes that he had implemented. Nicholas stayed in Constantinople with Constantine 
and his people, the people in... I'm sorry, I can't, whenever you say Constantinople, I can't... Istanbul, it's Constantinople. Constantinople. I know. I know, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I like it too. I couldn't help myself. The people back in his hometown of Myra... Myra, Mira? Mira? I don't know. Okay, his hometown. If you know how to pronounce his hometown, let us know. <laughs> if we're pronouncing it horribly wrong, I am so sorry. We, we're trying our best here. The people in his hometown pleaded to Bishop Nicholas to convince the emperor to lower their taxes. The emperor agreed, and the legend has it that Nicholas rolled up the tax decree, shoved it in a bottle, threw it into the sea, and then the people in his city received it and implemented the the new tax system right away. What? But in the meantime, um, the financial like gurus and to Constantine came up and said, this is a bad idea. We can't lower the taxes as much. So Constantine said, all right, you know what, I'll, I'll change the decree and I'll have Nicholas take it over um, when he goes back there. But it already happened. So seemingly impossible because how could that have happened if he was still in Constantinople? What? So he like bilocated? Well, he threw the bottle, and the bottle traveled through the sea. Haven't you ever heard of a message in a bottle? <laughs> he threw a tax decree message in a bottle. I don't know if it was actually in a bottle, but that's, yes, it traveled through the sea what? on its own. And the people in his town attributed all the tax cuts to our jolly old pal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He just sounds like a total rebel, like total free spirit, like I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. For the good of the people. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. I think there's there's another account of him saving three men from being falsely executed. So like these three guys were going to be executed, but they were actually innocent. And he shows up and right before the execution happens, he like snatches the sword away from the executioner and threw it on the ground at like so passionately and vehemently like, no, this is so wrong. And like, saved the three men like whoever was doing the executing was so like taken aback that must be why he's the patron saint of uh falsely accused yeah. yeah i mean it makes sense yeah it definitely does and that is why um if you see some icons of saint nicholas it'll show um saint nicholas like grasping a sword in his bare in hands. His hands nice i've also heard stories of him like bringing children back to life yeah those are creepy i know <laughs> I read them, and I was like, did we put this in the show or not? I don't know. I, I did not write any of those stories. <laughs> like, well, we will put our, the links to yeah. the research we did in the show notes, and you can look for yourselves, but there's some really crazy stories about him saving children. Yeah. And they're like, have happy endings, but they're like not happy stories. Yeah. There was a story about when Lycia... Is that how you say that? Who knows? <laughs> uh, was under a severe famine, and Bishop Nicholas appeared to this Italian ship merchant in a dream and said, I need you to feed my people, and paid the merchant three gold coins. And then he woke up with money in his hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then he took this uh, coins over and fed all of the citizens and said you appeared to me in a dream so man the stuff that the holy spirit does through people mm-hmm. is insane it is insane yeah i mean that's just the kind of faith that nicholas had 
trusting God, you know, like to protect the people where he lived and to do what was best for the people of his town. And gosh, to have that faith, my golly. Nicholas died around 343. So he was 63. That's pretty old back then, right? Yeah, I guess. Average age. Which that's why his saint day is on December 6th. Right. One thing I found confusing, though, because it said that he was persecuted under Diocletian, but I thought that he had already died. So I don't know if there's actual, I couldn't find any actual, like, reason for his death. Oh, he was executed, Mm -hmm. not persecuted. Well, he was persecuted. Yeah, but that's why he died, it said. Oh. But I don't, because I thought, I don't know. That part was really confusing to me. So I don't know if it was actually, there's actually factual information about why he died or. I don't know. I couldn't find any. I guess this is where the whole, this has happened a long time ago. Some of it's legend, some of it's true. As early as the sixth century, churches were being built in his honor because he was such a cool person. A lot of people had a devotion to him because of all of the stories. Yes. So one of our. One of my coworkers actually has a pretty big devotion to him. So we are going to chat with Miss Katie Graves about her devotion to St. Nicholas. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. Happy to be here. <laughs> we asked Katie to come on today because she has a special devotion to St. Nicholas. And actually, we were in the office talking about what podcasts were coming up. And she got so excited when I said we were doing I'm what? kind of a super fan. Okay, yeah, so tell us about that. How did that even come about? So I was probably the age of our listeners. I was probably 14 or 15, so very close to your age. And Christmas had just kind of lost its glow. And I come from a rather large family. I have five brothers and a sister. So we're very busy, but we got busy doing things that had nothing to do with the true reason for the season. And... um, At the time, I was in Catholic high school and was reading about saints, and St. Nicholas pops up, and it just captured me right away. His feast day is coming up, my favorite day of the year, December 6th, celebrate every year. But the more I read about him, the more I thought, this is my saint. This is the saint that, that speaks to me. This is the saint I want to emulate. He was generous. Um, He was beloved. He um, thought always about his flock and how to do things and how to do them simply and quietly and to bring joy to them with their ordinary life. Um, There's a legend that there was a family with daughters that were going to be married and there was no dowry which is a cash or property gift given to the groom's family back then. And St. Nicholas, it is legend, threw a bag (laughs) of coins for each daughter that was to be married through the window of the home. And the young ladies were able to be married. And there are... Sorry, uh, could you imagine just like sitting at home, hanging out, and all of a sudden like a bag of money just comes flying through the window? (laughs) Oh, please. Could that just be my fate one day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) thank god they did away with the dowry system because i don't know that could have been touch and go in my (laughs) house (laughs) so but saint i read further saint nicholas is the patron saint of children pawnbrokers and sailors which is kind of an odd group but those are very blessed people to have saint nicholas as their patron 
And I am really looking forward to Sunday because those who love me and know me know that that is the day that I love every year. And I celebrate every year. My family, each will receive a small gift, an ornament or something. I used to have big parties and invite my family and very close friends. And we would have a big dinner and entertain each other. And that was kind of, for me, the kickoff for Christmas. My Christmas starts on December 6th, and it goes till January 6th, and that tree stays up and is up by December 6th every year, and it will not come down until the weekend after January 6th. I have hard and fast rules when it comes to St. Nicholas. <laughs> and I was going to say, too, like, if you don't know, Miss Katie has, like, legendary parties. Oh. Like, this woman can party. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. This woman holds nothing back. <laughs> <laughs> no, putting it all out there. Who am I saving it up for but my family and friends? So, yes, absolutely. Right. Well, do you have any icons of St. Nicholas? I do. Actually, when you walk in the front door of my house, there is a cabinet right in front of the door. And right there is my St. Nicholas icon, 365 days a year, welcoming oh, wow. all my friends and family. Yes. So you leave it up all year round? All year round. Most people might not recognize what it is, but I know what it is. And my boys and my husband know what it is. And so he kind of is the guardian of our door and the front of our and entry into our home. So you enter my door, I feel like you are receiving a blessing from St. Nicholas, whether you know it or not. That's beautiful. That is. Well, thank you so much for sharing your devotion to St. Nicholas with us. Well, I just want to wish everybody a happy St. Nicholas Day. And if you have found yourself kind of losing the glow of Christmas and the anticipation and excitement of Advent, I encourage you to Google St. Nicholas and read about his legends. And I just want to wish you a happy St. Nicholas Day. And I hope your shoes are filled with oranges and chocolate on Sunday morning. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That would be nice. Thank you, Joanna and Shannon. Thanks, Katie. Bye. See you later. Bye. Man, if it wasn't COVID, I hope Katie would throw a St. Nicholas party. Yeah, yeah, me too. That sounds awesome. It does. That sounds fun. Do you remember, this was a couple years ago now, when you were having like a mom's group for St. Nicholas Day and you knew I was going to be in the office that day? Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> we usually don't celebrate. My family doesn't celebrate St. Nicholas Day, but I know a lot of people do where you'll leave your shoes out and, you know, St. Nicholas fills it with treats. Yeah. And I think you like asked me yeah. to like, you like, gave so we me did, yeah, we did that with the, the <laughs> little kids and I, I knocked on Joanna's door and I go, a bunch of shoes are going to be outside and just put all this stuff in the shoes. <laughs> it was so cute. I was so excited. I was like, Ooh, so you guys were all in the room and I had to like super sneak and like fill the shoes with stuff. Yeah. And then I was totally stood at the window like watching when all the kids came out to see their shoes full of stuff. Yeah. It was so cute. Yeah. That's a really cool tangible way to honor St. Nicholas's like giving spirit. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Something about saints that's pretty widespread for a lot of saints is the taking of relics of the saints so relics are any piece of like clothing that they had or a part of their body which I know sounds a little creepy I've actually seen some yeah saint body parts 
Like there was like a thumb of St. Catherine of Siena. I think it was Catherine oh, of Siena. Uh, oh, that's my confirmation saint. Really? Aw. She's a good saint. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure she's my friend Haley's too. Yeah, it's pretty cool to actually see these things in real life because, I mean, this man, Nicholas of Bari, lived 2,000 years ago, almost 1,800 years ago. Yeah. And we still have pieces of him. He's a real live person. Yeah. Which is just incredible to me. And there's something weird about his relics, too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's something to, to, for our listeners to research on their own. But apparently, they kind of like emit this sweet smelling oil what? called the manna of St. Nicholas. Oh, okay, yes. I think I did read about that. Yeah. That is very That people have used. Look it up. Look it up for yourself. We don't do all the work for you. They use it? I think so. Oh, well, I might draw the line there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you know any other legends about St. Nicholas that you would like to share with us, let us know at an ordinary Catholic on Instagram or grab coffee with us one day and tell us all about why you love St. Nicholas. We'd love to hear it. Yes. We're praying for you. Please pray for us and we'll we'll see you in our prayers. prayers.